Okay, good morning, Bershus Rabbi Crown. So we are on the top of Yudhas Amidbeis, just to orient ourselves and to kind of rewind what we've been doing over the last week or two, as well as what we did yesterday. We start off with the idea or the discussion around where someone is self-admitting that they are owing or, or have some, some sort of, they're self-admitting that someone would have a claim against them, but in the same, but in the same testimony, they're also protected themselves. So for example, they're saying, and this is the original case, is that this field belonged to your father, but I bought it from him. So therefore, he is admitting that this field at one point was not his, it was his, the person's father's field, which the person potentially didn't know about. But he's also saying that he purchased it. So therefore, that's why it's in his possession. Um, so the concept is that because he's the one who brought it forward, he's the one who admitted it without him, you wouldn't have known about it. You would also believe him about the second part, which is where he um, acquired it as well. And from there, we kind of um, evolved into what about if it's more of like a partial, I, partial um, item where, for example, he says something along the lines of, I borrowed $100 from your father, but I paid back 50 of those dollars. So again, he's admitting that he um, he's bringing forward that he had the liability to the father, but he's also saying a claim that, I, but I, I, almost, I only really owe half of it back. Um, and the Gemara will stalk that. What if it's, bad? it's not the father, but if it's the person himself? And then ultimately we got to the point where there was a machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov and the Chachamim, where Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says that in a case where someone partially admits that they um, owe something. So in other words, I borrowed 100 and I paid back 50. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov would say that you're required to swear. Um, and the uh, Chachamim say that you're not required to swear. And on that, um, we have a comment of Rava um, that we talked about yesterday, where Rava says that what, why, do, why do we require, why would according to the Chachamim we require the person to swear? Um, because we, we say that even though he's making this, par, this partial admission, it's only because a person isn't bold enough to, to fully deny his obligation to someone. So if someone really believes that they owe something, um, even if they're not ready to admit it or they don't feel they have to admit it, they won't boldly say, I don't owe you anything. They'll admit the part of it. Um, and then there's a discussion about why why that might be, and there's, that comes down to the difference between the, in the Machlokas, where in the Machlokas, um, Rabbi Lazar and Yaakov says that he, because of all that, he believes that the person has to swear, but the Chachamim say no, that when a person is self, self-admitting that there is this liability, um, he's doing as if he's doing Hashava Saveda, he's returning something that otherwise would not have been required to have been returned, no one would have known otherwise, so therefore, um, the Chachamim don't require it to be um, swearing to happen. We also discussed that maybe what this is talking about is where the, the people, that the, the, the children knew about this, this debt to the father, but they were minors, and therefore what they were saying didn't really hold, wasn't really a valid testimony. Um, so kind of we went back and forth on that a little bit yesterday. So what we're up to now is on Yudches Amid Beis, um, where it says Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov Savar, it's approximately four lines from the top, um, and this is all commenting on what, based upon what Rav, what Rava said about the 
about the person not being, being so bold, etc. So Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov Savar, Bo Velo Shana There's no difference about whether this person is talking about himself owing the money or, um, or of his son, um, because whether he's talking directly to the person he owes or to the son of the person who the money was owed to, because Enoma is a person is not um, going to be bold enough to deny the entire claim. And therefore, it's not like the one who would say it's, it's Hashavah Saveda, because every, it's, it's kind of like everyone knows that there's a claim. I know there's a claim, and you know there's a claim. But And therefore, I am not going to be bold enough to say that there's no claim, but I'll say that there's less of a claim. Ravana Savre, the Ravana hold no. Bahu de'eno ma'is, that it's only when it's one-on-one, when it's the person to the person, that the person is not going to be bold enough to say anything. Alba bivno ma'is, if he's saying about something that happened between the guy and his father, where he's talking to the kids, and the kids don't really know anything about it, he's not going to hesitate to be um, to be so bold about it. Umidolo is. And because he's not going to hesitate to be so bold about it, and therefore he doesn't really need to say anything when it comes to the kids. If he says anything, then it becomes as if he's doing a Shabbos Aveda, and therefore he doesn't have to do a, doesn't have to swear. So in the case of where it's, he's talking about the father, a debt to the father, and he's talking to the children, um, the Chachamim would say he does not have to swear because he didn't have to say anything, because there was no, no concern about him being, this concept of being so bold, not to say anything about it because he's, he's not talking directly to the person he borrowed from, he's talking to the next generation. Okay, moving on to the Mishnah. So um, just as a orientation around the Mishnah, so what the Mishnah is going to be talking about, and again, this is all on the concept of hapesh asr, that someone is self-admitting something and therefore, and, and therefore but it was also in the same talk, in the same, by the same uh, means, is also discounting something that he said and therefore um, the question is, do you believe the second part because you're, you're trusting on the first part? So what we're talking about here is a case where someone borrows money and there's a star. The star is like a star that says that there was money borrowed between person A and person B and there, was, there are witnesses on this star. And typically what would be done is when there was a star and they brought it to court because a party A says, yes, I owed you money, part and B says no, is that they would they would attempt to validate that the star was authentic by reviewing the witnesses on the document. And there's really were three ways that this was done. Way number one is that the actual witnesses would come in and say, yes, I signed it. Way number two is that they would do like a compare. They would say, here's a document that's signed by these witnesses. There's another document that we know we can trust that's signed by these witnesses. The signatures appear the same. So therefore, they would certify the signatures are accurate. The third way they would do that is to bring in a someone else who was familiar with the witnesses who would say, I recognize these signatures and they belong to the witnesses. So starting the Mishnah, so the act, here is where the actual witnesses come to court to certify their signatures. And they say, Xavier Dane, who's that? Who, yes, we actually signed this. Aval Anusim. But we were forced to sign it, right? We didn't sign it on our own volition. We were forced to sign it. Or, we signed it, but we were too young to be eligible to be signed. We signed it when we were nine years old. So even, which isn't something that should have been allowed. So we signed it, but we didn't sign it in a correct way. We are people that are not 
not fit to have been served as Adem. You know, there's categories of people that are not eligible to be Adem. We're in that category. Even though we were in that category, we still signed it. It doesn't matter how old they are now, right? It doesn't matter. Right. This is, could be 50, this is 20 years later, right? So they, they, they have a document that they signed when they were nine. Yeah. Now they're 29, and they're saying, yes, we signed it, but we signed it when we were nine. In this case, they would be believed, meaning they're believed that, that they, they, yes, they signed it, and it's both parts, right? They signed it, but they signed it incorrectly. Where the Gemara is going to talk about more about what that really means. Um, the I, guess, so I guess the point is on this, they're admitting, I did it, but, so it's, that's the... I, I, I did it, right. A, and B, B but, but so ignore the fact, but, but I did it wrong. Okay. So the question is... If you believe A, should you also believe B? That's the parallel with everything we've talked about up to this point, right? If you're going to believe them on A, should you also believe them on B? And that's where the second part of the mission is saying, right, but if you're going to use one of the other methods of validating their signatures, in other words, we said you could either bring in other other people that say, I certify that these are their, these, their signatures, right? Or, they are validating their signatures against another certified source, right? So again, you're not relying on their testimony that their that these are their signatures, but you're validating it from another source. They're not believed. So again, this is parallel to what we talked about earlier, where we said if the guy admits it on his own about whether it's a Baksuba or, or the woman says that she was a you know that the woman's the woman ha, does the woman says that yes I wasn't a basula for whatever for because I was a mukaseit or whatever it was. As long once there's another factor involved where you would know this from another source, it becomes less significant the fact that they're acknowledging it themselves because by the other source has proven it. So you you can't rely you can't say because I have a where they're bringing the fact I should also believe B. Because A doesn't matter anymore, because you have another way of proving what you need to prove. Just a question, those other, when those other A-Dim come and they say it's their signature, we're not talking about like when they were a minor. Or no, no. That, that's, that's just the first part of that's the just, right? they, they said, so this, this, again, this, own, yeah. there's A and B. A is how do you certify the signatures? Yeah. Either I say, yes, that's my signature. Right. Or Mark Lasberg says, yes, I recognize that's his signature. Right. Or there's another document that everyone knows is accurate that has my signature on it that everyone says it's the same. Right? So ha that's how you certify the signatures. Right. If A was done, where I am, I am certifying it's my own signature, that's where I say, yes, I certify it, but. The question is, do you believe the but? The but right. right. Okay, you don't have a but in the second part. In the second case, in the second case you have another, another group another of people. Party. But the, the point is that now, if they then say yes, I yes, that's my signature, but I I was too young in the second part of the Mishnah, right. you're not relying on their testimony that they signed it. Right. It's kind of like you know the rabbi term he uses they're forced against the wall, like they're something else is showing that this is what happened, mm -hmm. so you're not dependent upon. So it's not pesach pasuach. It's not that they're revealing, right? They didn't reveal some other source revealed, and now when they're challenging it. They have less of a leg to stand on. Right. It's quite the same because I come up one day and say I borrowed money from your father, but right. I paid it back. There was no, there was nothing before that. In this right. case, there is a signature. There are there's signatures. There's a signature. There. It's just there's the question signature. is is the signature legitimate or not? Right, but there's something to start the process. There is something to start the process. Right. Yes, there is something to start the process. Right. In your in your case, there's this piece of land, right? The question is who owns it. 
right? I, I own it today, but I say the way I owned it is that it belonged to your father, but I bought it. Right. Right. As opposed to someone says this land used to belong to Harvey's father. Right. And I have to say, well, but I, yes, but I bought it. Right. So therefore I have less, I have less strength to say, yes, I bought it. If someone else is pr- bringing the proof right, right, than right. if I'm bringing the proof, that's, that's the whole point. It's 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 just a new it's a it's a new it's a first cousin right so this is basically without you know if you didn't have one of these three things you potentially couldn't certify the star so if they didn't admit it themselves and there was no other way you couldn't certify the star what that means in the scheme of things I don't know but you couldn't certify the the star okay Amarami Baruchala that in the Gemara Lo Shanu um, Lo Shanu so this is talking about the um, it it doesn't matter when if you have the um, when you have the ability to, like we talked about in the second case, where you have the ability for other people to certify it. Now, so again, we're talking about the second part of the Mishnah. So what we're, in the second part of the Mishnah, um, that if they said, so here you have, um, so, so again, we have this machlokas in the second part of the Mishnah about whether you're believing them or not, or, or the, the Mishnah is saying you don't believe them in the second part of the Mishnah because you have this other source. So now, Ryan Baruchama says, um, when the signatures can be um, authenticated by another source, and then they come, when they came and they said, like in the first part of the Mishnah where they said, we were Anusim, right? We were forced to do that. If, if they, there's a difference if they said we were forced to do this because of financial reasons, meaning, you can interpret this two ways: either that the person's going to say, "If you don't, if you didn't, if you don't sign this, I'm going to harm you financially," or another way of looking at it is, they, you know, they were bribed in essence to sign the documents. If they come forward and they say, it, "There's a difference," if they come forward and they say, "We were forced for financial reasons," um, if they were to say, "We were forced because of." On threat of our to our lives that they were going to kill us, hare elunemanim. So in the second part of the Mishnah, where they're said they're not believed, it goes when we're talking about anusim, we're saying they're not believed if there's somebody else that corroborates it. If they say they're anusim for financial reasons, as opposed to being anusim on on threat of their lives. Um, I thought they said about themselves they were anusim. They said about themselves you're they were a nuisance. Someone else is so again. This is the scenario where someone else is certifying their signatures, okay. right? And the Gemara answered, therefore they're not believed. Okay. So they're saying the reason they're not believed is when we're talking about a situation where if they they, they said they're a nuisance, we don't believe them because they did it for financial reasons. They did it. They didn't do it for the right reasons. So we'll explain a little bit why. Um, Amrle Rava. It, do we really hold this way? Um, is it, it, can a witness testify that they're, they were forced to do something because they were on threat of death? So there's a concept that once a witness um, issue, gives a testimony, they can't give, come back and give an, a second testimony that changes the testimony. Um, so what happened here is they're giving a testimony or they're, or they're giving a testimony, for example, that they signed something, but then they're offering this other piece of information. Even if they were Katanim, right? They can't say, so in other words, this is basically saying 
the fact that they testify A, you shouldn't you should end with A and not allow them to do B. Um, so Rava is going to try to challenge this. Maybe what this is talking about is only where they're in court and what they did is they said, hey, this happened, but, right, or they're testifying, I borrowed $100, but I borrowed it incorrectly, whatever. But when it comes to what he, they're saying is talking about what's written on a star that they're, they're certifying their signature, that doesn't apply. You might say that, that this shouldn't apply in the case of a star, but they, this is... This is this is thrown out. Farmer Reish Lakish, but relations taught. Edim achasu mashtar nase kemish nechrocha edusehen bebezdin. That when some when the signatures are signed on a document, it's considered as if they actually gave formal testimony in court, and that testimony was done. So ella ki itmar. So what were we talking about? Arisha itmar. Maybe when he said what he just said about the. The idea of either being forced for money versus forced for on, on threat of life is talking about the first part of the Mishnah, where there is no other certifying certifying people; they're certifying themselves. Hare elu In that case, that's why they're believed. Amarami um, brachana. So he. So in other words, if it's monetary, if, he's saying if when the first part of the Mishnah where it says they are believed, it's he's qualifying to say they're only believed. If they're if when they say they were a nuisance, it was because they were going to die. That's on the first part of the Mishnah. Lo Rabbi Bukhani, Rabbi Bukhani would, would respond to that. Lo shanu shamru anusim hayu machmas nefashos. It it that that this was taught only where they said we were forced because of threat of life. Avo amru anusim hayu machmas mamon inon You wouldn't believe them if they were to say that they were um, forced because of money. Why? A my time, Adam ain't Adam Masa Asmo Russia. That a person is allowed, not allowed to testify negatively about himself. So, by virtue of him saying, in essence, I did this for monetary reasons or I was bribed or whatever, he's basically testifying against himself. And you don't allow someone to testify negatively about themselves. So they're admitting to doing something wrong. They're admitting to doing something wrong, but so, you're not accepting their testimony because you're not you don't allow them to testify negatively about themselves. Self-incrimination, right? Tanarabana, we learned in a baraisa, ain neamana lefoslo that um, witnesses who come to validate their signature. This is exactly our case. Are not allowed, not believed to say that it's there. It's not valid. David Rabbi Mayer is what Rabbi Mayer says. They would be believed to say that they 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 signed it, but their signatures are invalid. So So we can understand what the Rabbanan are saying based upon what their their logic. This is our you know the whole thing we've been talking about for weeks now, right? That because they believe they say they're believed because just like they were able to say um, I, it was my signature, they're also able to say that it's invalid. Elder Rabbi Mayer, my time. Why don't what, what's Rabbi Mayer's explanation? Why you wouldn't allow them to be postulate? So Bishlam Absule Edus. So it makes sense where they say we were we were puzzle. In other words, we were too young or whatever. Malve Gufe Miikara Mekta because um, when when someone lends money to someone else, he's going to make sure that these witnesses are legitimate. So therefore, you don't believe them if they say that they were um, ineligible witnesses. 
Um, so, you know, they can say that all they want, according to him. He wouldn't believe them because no one's going to lend money if he knows that these witnesses, without checking and verifying that the witnesses are legit, legitimate. Tanim Nami, what about if they're saying that they're, they were too young? says, going to the top of test. That there was a presumption that witnesses don't sign an ashtar, unless they're adults. So you wouldn't ever have a case where children would sign it. So therefore, according to him, there's no reason to be concerned about those other two things. Ella anus in my time. What about when we're talking about where they say that they were forced? So why wouldn't, according to Rabbi Mayer, they wouldn't be believed? Why is this not hapesha? So just like they were believed to say they certified it, that they signed it, they should also be believed to say they were anusim. Um, Rav Chista, Kisav Rav Meir, Rav Meir holds, If witnesses are told, sign it or I'll kill you, right? They should sign it, they should they should allow themselves to be killed and not sign it. We know we know this isn't really what you're supposed to do. But he says that was is what you should do. You shouldn't sign falsely. You should allow yourself to be killed and not sign falsely. So therefore, you wouldn't believe it. So obviously, this is going to be pushed back on like we would expect. Amalei Rava. Rava says Rav Hashta asu If they had come before us in our bezdin and asked us and said these people are threatening to kill us. Unless we sign this false, falsely, we would have said, Go sign it and don't be killed. Right? We know this very well. That you don't, you, you don't not, you wouldn't not sign a document as a witness because of, on threat of death, because Pikuach Nefesh trumps all of that. And the only things that don't do that, only the big three are the things that you have to, um, you have to give up your life without doing it. So if someone tells you to swear falsely, to sign falsely, or they're going to kill you, just sign it and save your life. Um, now that they signed it, you're going to say to them, why did you sign? We don't believe you. Why, how could you have been owned him in this case? So Ella, so therefore this is challenging with what Rameir's position is. Ella, time of the Rameir, Amarav. The Rameir holds... Rav Huna in the name of Rav, the Amar Rav Huna Amar Rav, Moda Bishdash Kasvu ain't Sarak Lekaimo. So if someone agrees that he um, wrote this document, um, you don't need to have the the actual um, signatures validated. So since this document might be fa- might might be um, might so again this this kind of challenges what we said at the beginning. But this is like since the document may have been valid according to this opinion even without certification of the witnesses. Therefore, it's not so essential that they're coming forward and saying that, certifying their signatures. So since the document could be valid without having the, the certification of the witnesses, then you wouldn't, so you don't need their A, so therefore you wouldn't believe their B, that it is. it was also they signed it under false pretenses. So um, with this, we'll stop and we'll pick up again next week. I believe next week we'll do Tuesday and Wednesday. Have a wonderful day. Thank <laughs> you.